Welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Tuesday, 22nd of October. My name is Ben, and joining me once again, as always, it's Andrew. How are you doing, pal? I'm doing excellent. How about you? I'm also doing excellent. It's uh, it's a good morning to be a Blades fan, I think. And you, you were yeah. up till how long reading various... 3 a.m. <laughs> I went to bed last night um, because I was looking at... I've obviously got the view from the Arsenal thing together. I got that completed about 12 o'clock. And then I was looking at the actual Sheffield United stuff that people have put up, like what Jay had put in Blades Analytics and all that sort of stuff. And and then I decided to embark on a on a post about what the neutral sort of the match. And it just got to 3 a.m. And I was like halfway through it. And I thought... No, I'm gonna have to go to bed. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, you've got to enjoy them, aren't you? Those sort of occasions, though. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that in some detail. And I, I want to know, uh, maybe you can give us a little taster of what the sort of neutral consensus was on mm. uh, on this game as well. But just before we get into it, um, we can't not talk about Ollie McBurney and his uh, transgression that um, the news came out yesterday. Uh, I believe. Yeah, it was yesterday the news came out, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you somehow missed this, uh, McBurney charged with drink driving in Leeds on Friday. Uh, there's not really any more information at this stage. United have declined to make a comment um, according to BBC Sport, and there's nothing on our website about it. Um, not great. I, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about this in great detail because there's, um, you know, it's it's a, a legal matter, obviously. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, not um, just just not good news, and I, I didn't want to um, I didn't want to not talk about it. I'd be very hypocritical not to at least mention it. I mean, the thing with McBurney is like you know it's sort of it's I mean I said it to you, didn't it? It's almost like stringing together a load of things to make people think negatively of him, and this yeah. is the latest one. Everything else, I, I'm like absolutely did not phase me in the slightest. You know, going to watch Swansea and stuff, I think that's great. Wearing a, a hoodie with an owl on it, I mean, I really couldn't care less. Saying no. saying Scotland international duty is uh, is rubbish. I'm also like pretty blasé about that, to be honest. But <laughs> but yeah. you, you string it all together and it paints a picture of someone who I don't know maybe needs to either have a word with himself or uh, somebody to have a word with him. But yeah, I mean, what, what did you think when you sort of saw this yesterday? I sighed because I've gone into bat for him a few times on forums and on Twitter saying. You know, like same as you, I don't really care about the, the top that he wore. You know, it's a popular brand, apparently, with cool people. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm not really bothered about that. I'm not bothered about um, the fact he goes and watches Swansea. I think he's good that he's, you know, he made such an impact there with our fans. But, yeah, there's no defending this at all. I mean, no. it, it, it's just everything in a row, as you say. It's giving ammunition to the people who think he's a flop. Obviously, the fact is our record signing. I think if it were Richard Stearman who had done this, you know, they might have not been quite the backlash against him but he's, he's our biggest signing he's sort of done some silly things in the past with just you know the stuff that he's wore that have upset a few people and now this as well he's not really banging the goals or anything so yeah I think hopefully this is a wake up call and hopefully the turning point for him yeah. I was absolutely amazed he were on the bench last night actually well I was just about to say um, and, and not to get all sort of um, high horsey about it I, I was a bit disappointed to see him on the bench I think I, I, it felt to me like the right thing to do was to just leave him out altogether. I mean, the the word on the street before this game was that um, he weren't in the team anyway. Yeah. Um, now, whether that was as a result of what had happened on uh, on Friday, um, I'm not sure, but... Wilder, Wilder dis- uh, denied that, personally. Right. Like, he did say that wasn't the case. He said he were always going to be on the bench for that game, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I just... 
again, I don't want to be hypocritical about this because, you know, there obviously a very high profile drink driving incident with footballers recently at Derby. Um, and, you know, I thought that was unbelievable that those players were back in the team after like basically a weekend off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think I'd have been more comfortable if he'd not been in the team at all. I th- that feels like it would have been the right thing to do. But then I'm sure some people will think, well, it's, you know, the, this, this transgression has got nothing to do with football. So, yeah. you know, why should it, why should you stop him from doing the thing that he is paid to do and all that kind of thing? But, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I obviously we've, we've had it before to a higher degree with Chad Evans, where obviously we're waiting for his case and stuff. Obviously a much worse crime if you like if you like but um yeah i mean obviously we played him for for a full season and i suppose it's that sort of thing if he's if he's free to earn a living then what's the difference in football I, I'm, I'm same as you i'm just trying to play devil's advocate it didn't really sit right with me to be honest but yeah just the yeah just the, just the optics of it i think for i don't know you know we, we we pride ourselves on being a family club and all that don't we and yeah you know if this had just happened the news had just come out uh, that day, I know it happened on Friday, but obviously they sat on the news bit for a while before releasing it to uh, uh, before the media sort of published it, I guess. Yeah, presumably to have maximum impact on the day of the game. But there you go. Um, so yeah, I, I thought. He... I, I thought the, the the conclusion would be he'd be out of the squad for a couple of weeks and then Same. sort of slowly, sort of as it's got under, the, sort of brush under the carpet, which is not great. But you know, I thought yeah. that's what what would have happened. But I really were surprised, and then to see him come on as well. So yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I, I also thought he would be out of the team for a couple of weeks. And, you know, some people I think would have been kind of happy with that regardless of what he'd done. You know, mm. there's been, as we kind of said on the last pod, there's been, uh, I guess, people wanting a, a different strike partnership and stuff. But, yeah, uh, I guess uh, that's all there is to really say about it at this point. Yeah. Um, like I say, surprised that um, surprised to see him in the team. Uh, obviously, he was going to work his way back in the team anyway. I suppose just surprised that it was going to be so quick. And yeah, mm-hmm. I hope it's um, I hope it's a lesson for him to basically not be an idiot because that's that's all this is. And yeah, it's it is a really dangerous, irresponsible thing to do, no matter whether you're a average bloke or um, you know a twenty million pound signing. Yeah, so completely right. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Sorry to start the pod on a bit of that's a the negatives. That's the negatives yeah. out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're gonna we're gonna lead with that, and then we're gonna talk about. The actual game of football that happened last night, which was Sheffield United 1, Arsenal 0. What a fantastic win. It gives us 12 points for the season. It's our second home win after losing those three league games in a row, uh, the previous three home games. And a a great uh, defensive performance where we we got ahead and basically just um, protected it brilliantly. I mean, there's so many many good things to talk about, I guess. yeah, did did you? I mean, when we last spoke, you were slightly optimistic about this game. I think was that still true? Come kickoff, did you think this is something we can get uh, get something out of? No, I mean, I, I didn't go to the game yesterday because I was at work till eight o'clock. I managed to sneak out. Hopefully, the manager's not listening, but I managed to sneak out <laughs> early and got on for. I think I missed, missed the first two minutes with a couple of corners or whatever. And what I was saying to the kid at work before, like I left, saying, um, you know. We, <laughs> I were confident up until sort of the weekend, and then you think, do you know, this is Arsenal. This is they are a good side, and you sort of because of that sort of uh, what's the word, sort of the stereotype of Arsenal of you know cold wet night. You think, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know, we can turn them over. I think a lot of neutrals thought we were going to win last night. I know Jamie Carragher said it after mm-hmm. um, that he yeah, he expected us to win. But then you look at the when their team sheet came out, and you look at the players they've got, and I was getting less and less confident as the game approached, and then the McBurney news and everything like that. But how, how are you feeling up and up towards it? 
I was still pretty optimistic. Although I, I honestly thought we would get a point. Um, yeah. Just because, just like, the way that Arsenal have played so far this season is, is not. You know, they were third in the league going into this weekend's games, where they, I think they slipped down to fifth um, before kickoff, obviously playing after everybody else. But there's a lot of. Um, I just think there's a lot of question marks about their team. And, and actually, when I saw the team news for them. I was like, oh, you know, you look at that midfield, Xhaka and Guendouzi, mm. I mean, that, that probably is their best midfield, but it's it's not great. The two very similar kind of players, I very think. Very defensive type midfielders as well. I, I, yeah, I think their fans are not... I mean, I think one of the fans on The View from said something like, I was actually wishing for Ozil, which is not a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> but you can sort of see it because he's a different sort of player to, to, to obviously the midfielders that they, they played last night. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, yeah, you look at the defence, obviously Louise, you know, everyone talks about him uh, at great length as somebody who tends to have a, a, a rick in him, I suppose. Socrates, I don't think he's a very good defender at all. Callum Chambers, I mean, not a name to strike fear into, although as it happens, he was probably possibly their best player on the night, I thought. I thought it was okay. I saw yeah. he got criticism, but I didn't think he played bad at all, to be fair, Chambers. No, I thought it was all right as well. Um, and no Lacazette, no Sabalos either, who were two players that, um, that did worry me. So, I, yeah, I looked at the team sheet and was like, oh, you know, I, I really do feel quite confident about this one. Not, not like we're going to turn him over or anything like that, mm. but... This is definitely something uh, a game we can get some out of, and yeah, that's uh, that's how it proved. I mean, I guess the flip side of that is uh, Moussa and McGoldrick up front. So yeah, yeah. What, what was your what was your feeling on seeing that uh, strike partnership? I've been wanting that for a while. To be fair, that that strike partnership. I think they sort of on paper complement each other really well. On the day, I actually thought they were possibly our two. I won't say weakest players. I don't think they were a bad player in that team last night. I don't think anyone will blow, for, for instance, an 8 out of 10. Mm. But I think Moussa got the goal, but we're probably at least effective. Probably the least effective he's been. If you, if mm. I don't know if you agree with that. As a, you know, I mean, obviously he's already had, only had cameos before, but mm. obviously a few times the ball didn't stick and stuff like that. But he got his goal, and I thought he was still good. And McGoldrick just offers so much in terms of dropping back, and I, I was quite worried actually when um, we, we, we obviously took him off, didn't we, towards the end. Mm. And I thought, like, is that going to be the end of our attacking? But then, obviously, he brought McBurney on, and yeah. So I, I thought they did okay. I'd definitely stick with them next for the Saturday's game. Yeah, it was it was good to see Musa start. I think, um, yeah. you know, he obviously was not uh, not up to full fitness when he. When no, he joined. I think that's it. I think he would second half. He looked shattered. Yeah. So when did he come off? Uh, I think he came off fifty fifth. I think it was. So I remember it being fairly think. early. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Thereabouts. Why is this taking so long to find? Uh, yeah, you're right. 56 minute, yeah, Sharp, yeah. Sharp came on for him. So, and yeah, I mean, he, he obviously was tiring a bit at that point, but that's, I mean, to be honest, that's probably the longest amount of football he's played for like two years or something like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was thinking that myself. When he came off, I was, I was thinking, well, I'd have left him up because although I don't think he were, were his very best or his very most explosive, I thought he could sort of give us that little bit of pace as a breakout, but then you, you do think. When was the last time he completed 90 minutes? Yeah, apparently they said this on the commentary when I watched it afterwards. Um, the last time he started a game, he scored against Arsenal. Well, at Bournemouth, yeah, so. that's, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did hear that myself. Yeah, so well, next time I'm playing Arsenal, he definitely starts, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's uh, he's now a joint top scorer with OG. So good, yeah. good work, Moose. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say that. Um, like, I think I tweeted you up saying that. I think he started the season as the fifth choice striker, and and he's probably the first choice striker now. I would have thought. I mean, obviously top goal scorer, him and McGoldrick are the 
seem to be the the front two have got the mantle at the moment anyway. Yeah, I I do I want to see McGoldrick start every week. Um, yeah, just a because I love watching him, but we just I think we just look better just every time basically. I mean, as you said, he, there's two games that he um, he missed for us, we didn't score. Two games he missed for Ireland, they didn't score either. So yeah, <laughs> so you know what you're going to get from him. He's not going to. He's not going to. He's going to miss chances. He's not going to be a poacher. He's he's going to frustrate with like the chances he missed, but. We played far much better football last night, I thought, than we did against Watford, for instance, and he's a massive part of that. Yeah, no, we definitely did. Um, the other thing we should mention, of course, is we won after an international break. Hooray! Yeah. So uh, all we need to do now is make sure that they play them on Monday every yeah. time. <laughs> how, how can we engineer that? We, we just have yeah. to be really, really good to watch that Sky put us on TV every single time. I think time. there's another one coming up, isn't there? Um, which is annoying. And then I think, is, I, think we're, I think the one after, we're playing Man United on the Sunday. Hmm, maybe. So a quick look. Mm. We've really got another... Yeah, we have, you're right. Yeah, we've yeah. this one after Spurs away, and then, yeah, 24th of November is Man U, which is a half-four kick-off. Yeah, um, so that's yeah, a Sunday. Sunday. So hopefully, that extra day again. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make all the difference. But, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, we, we've, said, we've said kind of ad nauseum about the international breaks, how, you know, we have looked leggy or we've tired in those games after the breaks but you know I don't think we did against Southampton I think that was just a kind of unlucky game you know we played well in that game and should have got something out of it and here you know there was no kind of it wasn't a slow start we didn't tire I don't think throughout the game um so yeah I think it's that's encouraging those those last two performances coming out of an international break suggest that we are Getting over it, I suppose. Finding a way to yeah. to get around whatever's kind of impeding us there, and it's not just a stupid unlucky streak. So, and the fact that he can play two ninety minutes as well for Ireland, and then put in a performance like that last mm. night, obviously, bodes well as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one other thing to say. Uh, I, well, I guess we'd, yeah, we'd probably a good good point to talk about that anyway, really. But defense once again to the fore um so we've taken the lead in three games this season and we've won all three games um to nil i believe yeah that's right yeah one nil one yeah that's right yeah um and i guess this is the plan isn't it i mean you know again we talked about it last time this kind of uh trying to strike this balance of attack and defense and you know, can we can we go for games more can we create more chances score more goals is that the thing that's going to keep us up or is it just, you know, we're kind of playing this way of like try and grab a goal because once we've got it, I think Emery said this afterwards, didn't he? You know, the first goal was so important because mm. we know how good they are defensively. And it's it's so nice to see that carry forward from the championship. I mean, you know, did, did you ever really feel uh, that we were in danger in the second half? I mean, I mean because, of it, because I didn't go to the game in this this one, I, I always feel like I'm more nervous. At home. I watched it with my dad actually yeah, last night and he's one of these sort of... They're gonna score. They're gonna score. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sort of. So you like push on edge anyway. But I feel when you're with the crowd, you're not. You you you're sort of immersed in the game a little bit more. Watching it, oh my, we're quite nervous. But obviously, watching back at the highlights and stuff, I think they there were one chance they had in the second half where Stevens got a block in, and it and Henderson made a comfortable save. I don't know if you remember that. Mm, yeah, I think I do actually. Yeah. And I think if Henderson had not got that block in, sorry, if Stevens had not got that block in, that'd have probably been a goal. But other than that. No, I mean, it's never nice seeing the team have so much possession because you're always wondering what's going to happen. But, mm. yeah, I, I, I thought they were really, really, really poor up front or, like, in a creative sense, given the players they've got as well. Have you seen that stat about us leading at half-time? Uh, no, I haven't. What's that? It, since January 2014, we've played 87 games uh, le- uh, leading at half-time. 
174, drawn 13 and lost none. Blimey, that's impressive. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's probably true for a lot of teams, but to actually not lose a single one is... Uh, yeah, that's pretty remarkable. Since um, 2014 as well. So. Yeah, so it's even pre-Wilder. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really feel like we were in any kind of danger. I mean, I, I guess the events of the game... I mean, we had the... Um, there was sort of a half chance for Moose where it kind of hit him, where I think it was Steven sort of drove it basically towards goal, and it kind of just hit Moose on the leg and ricocheted yeah. miles away. We never really got in a position to actually be a chance, I suppose. But I thought we started really well. You know, we were, we won a lot of corners. We were getting down the sides, getting into the box quite a lot as well. It just just weren't really creating anything again, which is a sort of is a bit of a pattern of the season. You know, get into good positions out wide, but don't really do a lot with it. Um Pepe had a ridiculous chance for them. He did. Um, yeah. Sorry, I mean, when, I, when I said I did, I wasn't worried. I meant after the goal. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goal. Sorry, that, that was the the one that. Yeah, obviously that was. Yeah, that was such a an easy chance, especially for a player of his quality. Yeah, absolutely. Although I suppose some some fans may <laughs> debate what that quality is. I suppose, but I actually thought it was quite dangerous last night. It was yeah, one of the players where I thought. Yeah, I spe- weirdly enough, in his own half, he did a few little bits of skill in his own half to get away. And obviously that chance, what he missed, he created that with a good bit of skill in his own half and then yeah. they broke and then he, he should have really put it in. Yeah, it came, so, came from our corner, I think. million, was it? 72, maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it's a lot. Uh, yeah. I, I think he's quite good from what I've seen. You know, he's probably, he's a bit of a, it looks a bit of a work-in-progress player, which you could say, like, well, what on earth have you spent 72 million on that kind of play? But... You know, it may flourish into something. You know, it may be like the next Mane or the next Salah or something. Or you know, wide forward. Yeah, you don't know. I, there, there is obviously quality there. You can see that last night. But at the same time, you expect more, don't you? Yeah. So as you say, that chance came from it came from our corner, I think. And yeah, they worked it really well and broke away. And Kalasinac got in on the left. Great cross. And then Pepe. I mean, I'm just looking now. Infogol has that as a 0.7 xG chance, which is basically the same as a penalty. Mm. Um, yeah, you, you really should have scored. He just, it just completely whiffed on it, didn't he? It was just, I don't know what he was trying to do. I think he was trying to take it with his left foot, but yeah. just, just ended up completely missing it. And well, Higginbottom, I think, he, not Higginbottom, sorry, Hinchcliffe on the commentary was saying at the time that he tries to go with his left because that's his favoured, his favoured foot, but he could really, if he'd have gone with his right, that is a goal. All he needed to do is get a contact with it, and he's in. Yeah. So. No, quite. I mean, I, I, maybe it was in the Arsenal view from actually. It was just saying Pepe was so surprised that Kalasinac put in a good ball for once that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was in that. I the, thought the view from were really good, actually. Really good content this week, to be fair. It, it really <laughs> is, both before and after. I would urge anyone who's not read that to go and check it out on Roy's view from. Because, yeah, the pre match ones were very. Um, very complimentary about Arsenal, uh, about United, and then yeah, yeah not very so, complimentary about Arsenal at all. <laughs> not very complimentary about Arsenal. Um, yeah, I must say a lot, of, a lot of those Arsenal fans that you, that you kind of picked out were yeah not optimistic about this game in the slightest, were they? So I don't think many people, many of them were, to be fair. And like I say, neutrals as well were all saying because obviously I've got some neutral views for for the get for the game itself. But pre-match, the people said I can see Sheffield United getting a point here. You know, I, mm. I think Arsenal have got that reputation, haven't they? Of being very sort of sloppy away from home, especially against who are considered big physical northern teams. So I know, and it's, yeah. isn't that weird? I mean, my uh, uh, my brother-in-law texted me this morning. And was like, um, it's, it's nice to see you still have a 
you know, a strange stranglehold over Arsenal, despite who's whoever's managing them at the moment. It's mm. it's so weird to think some of those cliches do actually seem to persist with this team. Yeah, mm. and obviously a French striker scoring. So next time we're playing, we should just get someone in a you know a, a garlic round his neck and eating a baguette with wine and stuff. Just get him and put him up front and just say he'll probably score. So. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Well, they play, played for the Christian Nade narrative with, uh, with, with the <laughs> yeah. Mise selection. Um, the, I mean, the next thing that happened pretty much in the game was actually the goals. It was on 30 minutes. Won another corner. Norwood to the back post. Um, I don't know. Gwen Doozy just gets underneath it, doesn't it? I don't know. He just completely yeah. misreads it. Uh, O'Connell heads it back across. And <laughs> Moose has basically the entire six-yard box to himself, which yeah, is that very everyone bizarre. Mentioned this. Everyone at half-time was saying that he thinks the goalkeeper should have possibly come for it and then he said why is there no one stood with Moussa at all he said sometimes the keeper likes to have a bit of space in front of him obviously so he can see or whatever he don't like plays in front of him but you can't just leave a player there yeah he had a, <laughs> completely he had a great unmarked. view of us tapping the ball into his stead <laughs> yeah he's terrible terrible defending but I think that was the 16th goal they've conceded off a set piece uh, under Emery and he obviously only came last year so hmm yeah, and and we did look a bit of a threat from set pieces throughout, mm. I guess, which is another another bit of an Arsenal cliche, I suppose. Um, I don't, I've only seen this goal like a few times uh, on the highlights, so I, I I didn't get a sense that the keeper should have come for the initial cross. It was it was a great delivery by Norwood. Um, yeah, you know, it's sort of. Uh, I guess it just dips at the back post on it. I think if he'd come for it, he'd have ended up flapping at it or something. But yeah, good strength from O'Connell, and then yeah, Musa, the predator in the six-yard box. It's, as you say, he didn't really have that much of an impact on the game outside of that moment, but he was, you know, the the man on the spot to knock it in. And I think they, had, I think the fact that we know he's got pace though did make a difference. There were a lot yes. of balls into channels and stuff like that that he ran out. He might have not got to. He might have been muscled out of it. He might have not actually controlled it in a, in a, in a decent way or anything. But just to have that outlet, I thought made a huge difference. Yeah, and we pressed quite well. Um, yeah, with the two strikers and uh, I think Lundstrom and Fleck as well, particularly from midfield, really. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we didn't just let them knock it out of the uh, out from goal kicks every time, you know, and just let them bring it out. That we we made them work to get yeah. into dangerous areas. I mean, yes, they dominated possession, sixty nine thirty two overall, but the actual territory was shaded in our favour, fifty three forty seven. Um, I was looking at their their passes in the defensive third, um, attempted one hundred and fifty, which is three times as many as we did, you know. So, all right, this, you know, there's a lot of that leans because they had more possession, but it, it just shows how so much of it was really deep. And yeah, yeah. We, we made them work to get into midfield, I think, properly. The shape was incredible again. I mean, mm. it's easy to say that. And I, I think it's almost a bit of a backhanded compliment. People say, oh, they're organised. Mm. But that is a massive, massive sort of thing about how why we are keeping so many clean sheets. We are organised. The goals that we've conceded have been individual errors. Mm. I don't think we've really conceded at all off the top of my head from, I mean, am I right here by, of anything other than what? The Harvey Barnes one for Leicester was the was a good strike. but Yeah, um, that's, sorry, I mean, one that you, you could have prevented due to shape. It's not as if someone's oh, been see. caught out of position or, or anything like that. I've not been caught out on the break or anything at as far as I can see, I think they've all been sort of pretty individual errors. Bournemouth scored off a free kick, so mm. yeah, yeah, no. I think yeah, it's and obviously Vardy's goal from Basham. I can't think of one goal that's not come from, but well, that has come from us not being organised. Yeah, which is which you, you can't say that about every team. No, his, his Arsenal both, is a good example of that. Yeah, it's both good and bad, I suppose. It's like 
<laughs> you know, all those goals being preventable, but then also like, can we stop? <laughs> stop yeah, we should have probably conceded to... one this season. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Not greatest. Defensive I don't think you saw actually after the after the goal. Um, obviously, our players were not celebrating. Arsenal Arsenal players like head in hands, and then David Luiz randomly just puts his hands in the air. I don't know what he's appealing for. Uh, yeah, I did see Looks yeah. across to the uh, the linesman. It's about a minute after the goal. It's almost as if. Right, I better appeal because <laughs> yeah. even though I know there's nothing wrong with it, why not? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they thought Moussa were offside or something from the header, but I mean, it, it wasn't even close. So, uh, but it was, it was so late after the event; it was like sort of like thirty seconds after the goal had gone in. Yeah, then uh, I think probably the next. So it was nice seeing. Uh, I noticed he ran over to Wilder after he scored as well. Mm, yeah, <laughs> so he's like but trying Wilder to push him back onto the pitch. <laughs> yeah. like, uh... <laughs> what, what, what do you want, mate? Get back on pitch. <laughs> I love that. That was great. Um, I think the next thing that happened uh, is Saka uh, being booked for diving. Um, yeah. I, I have to say I'm quite impressed. I think I mentioned him last time, but I quite like this kid from what I've seen. Uh, which yeah. is It's not much, but I've seen him a few times in the Europa League. And I, I think he is English, isn't he? There was some muttering. Yeah, of him I'm pretty sure that is true. Yeah, Potentially being called up for uh, for an England squad before too long, which is probably probably a bit premature, but... Yeah, he, uh, he he looks uh, he looks play. Yes, he is indeed English. Yeah, he is English. He's only eighteen. As well. I know their fans are quite. Just turned uh, eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, Just they're turned. very optimistic about him. Him and Joe Willock, obviously, but obviously Willock were really quiet last night. But it took yeah, a time. But I um I, I did not notice Willock at all, and obviously yeah. was, was taken off at half time. But yeah, this uh, this Saka uh, moment, I suppose, he drives into the box and then. I don't know. I, I think it's probably best described as he sort of throws himself into Egan. Uh, and goes down looking for a penalty. And uh, I don't know about you, but I thought that our buddy Mike Dean had indeed given a penalty for about, yeah, for about a second and a half. Because he blows his whistle, he does his dramatic... Starts sort of... running towards yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did his like, dramatic point. And then, I, yeah, they were, were almost like a goal being given for us. I think everyone, I imagine everyone in the stadium thought he'd given a pep when you heard the whistle. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but I think it was the right decision. I think it is a... Uh, well, whether you can call it a dive or not, it's it's trying to win a penalty, isn't it? By mm. you know making it look like you've been fouled when uh, when you really haven't. Haven't. I mean, I'm sure some people will say, well, there's contact, so you know maybe it should be a foul. But no, you can't just jump into someone and pretend it's a foul. So yeah, I thought that was a great decision. Uh, we'll probably talk about Mike Dean in some more detail later on. Actually, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he will be pleased to. Uh, yeah, to yeah. Know that. Might tune in, might they? <laughs> talk talk about <laughs> Yes, indeed. Um, oh, I guess it'd be remiss not to mention the shirt pull by Egan on yeah. Socrates as well, which I didn't think that was anything. I mean, I've, I've watched again, seen that on the highlights, and I'm like, well, I mean, is that a foul? Like, yeah, it's, it's a pull on his shirt, but I mean, is he going to get the ball? Is it that much of a foul that it stops him jumping? Which it doesn't. I think I don't know. I think again, he's looking for a. He's like he's felt the shirt pull and he's sort of exaggerated it rather than actually trying to win the ball. Or yeah. Anything like that. Um, I think I think if you're going to give that as a pen, you are genuine. I know it's a cliche, but you're going to give five or six a game. Ooh. It was a pen, technically. You know, he's yeah. got hold of a shirt that is technically a pen. But we've this has been going on for since I've been watching football. So yeah. if they are going to crack down on it, and maybe they should, then you're gonna you are genuinely going to have five or six penalties a game, which would make yeah. it more exciting, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a penalty shootout in the middle of the game. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things you see every single game. I couldn't believe that Emre brought it up after actually because yeah, that, was that wasn't a huge turning point or anything. Like no. you say, you were nowhere near the ball. It were 
it's not as I can understand it if it had been put off and he, he had a free editor or something mm. like that. But no, nah, I'm, I'm not having it. No, that that felt like major straw clutching, to be honest. Um, and I feel I feel comfortable saying that because you know I didn't think that the the, the Harvey Barnes goal for Leicester, um, you know, we, Egan was probably fouled in the build up to that. But I was like, well. I don't, I'm not too fussed about that not being given as a foul because you know no, it, it happens. It's a physical game, blah blah blah. You know, defenders, attackers, trying to get advantages all the time. There's always incidental, ugh, incidental contact, contact like that. So I was good with that. Um, yeah. The probably the only save that Henderson made in the whole half uh, was from Granite Xhaka, who, who really does like a long range shot. He's, he's it's one of them. Is is the Harry Wilson of um, of Switzerland? Yeah, <laughs> strange comparison there. But we'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be delighted. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know which, which player will be happier with that comparison. Um, <laughs> a, a good save by Henderson, but you know it was a great hit. To be fair, from Xhaka. Um that seems to be like the only thing he can actually do with any great effect. To be honest, is like occasionally fizz one in from long range. Um, but a, a pretty comfortable save, I thought, for Henderson. Yeah, you'd have been really disappointed if that had gone in. It was one of those, when you, you think, well, that's a good save, and you watch the replay, and it's, yeah. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Henderson, you know. Mm. He did what he had to do, but, yeah, you'd have been disappointed if that had gone in. Yeah, and I, I think that sort of, to me, underlined how the game was going up to that point of, like, Arsenal just not. Apart from that one counter-attack we mentioned that Pepe fluffed, mm. Just nothing at all. And we, oh. you know, that first half, we were really in the game. I saw um, a great pickup by S2 Stats um, on his little write-up this morning. So we had, in that first half an hour, so we scored after 30 minutes. First half an hour, we made 176 passes. And then for the rest of the game, we only made 155. So, you know, we yeah. played another hour and we didn't make as many passes in that second hour yeah. as we did in the first half an hour. And that really underlines, I think, you know, how much play we had in that first half. And, you know, as long as the game was nil-nil, we were, I wouldn't say like completely front foot, but we were playing it around quite nicely. As I say, working it into good areas and generally looking good against the team that, you know, for all their flaws, are almost certainly going to finish top six, might even sneak into the top four. So, yeah, that was that was a good first half, and yeah, I think uh, I think everybody recognised that. Um, well, Jamie Carragher said at half time, he said you expect you sort of expected Arsenal to get out battled hmm. and outrun and outwork, but United out actually outfootballed them in the first half. Yeah. Um, so, and he said he was surprised by that himself, and I think I think we probably all were. I think I was surprised at how much ball we had in that first half an hour. Yeah. No, it was great to see. Um, and on the subject, for also you're saying like they're not as good as you know they used to be and all this sort of stuff. I think we can't take that that win too lightly. They got to Europa League final last year. They probably are going to get top four. They're going to be in the top six. Yeah, we, they're not. They're, all right, they're not Wenger's Arsenal with Vieira and stuff, but they are still a really, really good side, a, a top European side as well. You don't yeah. get to a Europa League final if you're just a a nothing sort of mid-table Premiership team. So you know, let's not. And I thought some of their play at times were really good to watch like only mm. little flashes here and there but you can see the talent they've got yeah definitely and that's why I think Pepe is you know there's, there's a lot to work with there from what I've seen of him in terms yeah. of you know the, the skills he has at the moment it's just whether he kind of adds that that finishing touch I suppose I mean Aubameyang is genuinely one of the best strikers in Europe he's, yeah. he's an unbelievable yeah. striker and 
I mean, did he even have a shot in this game? It, it just... was, yeah, I thought it was really, really, really quiet. I mean, that's good for our defence as well, but he never did anything in terms of coming deep. And No. I don't think he ever did anything. And that's why I think Pepe got a lot of unjust criticism in a way, because at least he was trying to make things happen. He was doing his billion step-overs and whatever, but <laughs> at least he was like sort of trying to you know create something, where the rest of the players, I thought, they, they played it really safe most of the time, Arsenal. Yeah. And even Chambers put a few crosses in, which... Didn't always come off, but at least he was having a go at something a little bit different. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, th- I thought he was genuinely, you know, arguably their best player on the night. Certainly one of the best couple of players. Gw- mm. Gwendouzi's a... I have a strange, strange feelings towards Gwendouzi in terms of, like, <laughs> when I see him running around a pitch, I just think this guy can't possibly be good. I mean, just yeah. look at him with his sideshow bob hair and his... Yeah, him and abs- Louisa. I always get mixed up, them. Well, it's, just, it's easily done. But he is actually a very <laughs> effective... Um, their like, fans hate him. him. Really? Well, well, judging by from what I've seen, I'm, I'm obviously I can't. I'm not supposed to every Arsenal fan, but judging by their forums, I didn't put him in the view from because thought it'd be boring just everyone slagging him off. But yeah, he gets a lot of criticism saying why can't understand why he's in the team and loads of crit. He got probably more. Him and Pepe got the most criticism out of all the players. Blimey, I'd have him in. I'd have Guendouzi over yeah, Jack here any day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Bamiang had one shot in the entire game, uh, and it was a shot from the edge of the box, which was blocked about one yard later. So yeah, um, yeah, did a did a great job on him. So we got to half time. Uh, Willock comes off for Arsenal, and Sabalos comes on. Sabalos, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. Um, midfielder. Because when he said a Spanish international has come on, you're like, what, what? Um. That worried me because uh, I think he is, he, he's a kind of player that's just going to... He's another one that likes to shoot from pretty much anywhere and is like a proper impact substitute, again, from what I've seen from him. So yeah. I thought that could spell danger for us, I suppose. I'm worried myself. I've, I've seen him have some great games, some like do some fantastic moments as well, the sort of guy who can just produce something out of nothing. So mm. that did worry me, that substitute, because as we said, Willock didn't really do anything, did he? So. No. And then, um, the, the, obviously, the start of the second half kind of coincided with Arsenal being very much on top, I thought. But Yeah, definitely, yeah. But I think this was, I think this was almost a deliberate ploy. It was a bit like um, the Everton game all over again, I thought, of, of like, you know, we're okay with you having the ball out there. You're not going to get it close to our box because we've got this incredibly hard-working midfield three. Yeah. Got, we can drop into a five at the back when we need to, which I, I think we did actually after um, we did yeah. a spell. I think I think when Lacazette came on uh, and they went, um, we actually went to a four for a short while as well. Oh, did we? What, yeah, Basham moved into midfield. It only happened for about five minutes, and then we went back to the five. So right, but yeah, I think you know, I, I think because you can sort of look at the pattern of the second half and be like. You know, get into him. Like, don't don't just sit off. You know, we're just gonna we're gonna concede if we keep playing like this. But I, I'm not sure we are anymore. Again, I was, I was yeah. talking to S2 stats about this earlier, and yeah, made the point that we we would have worried about this kind of situation a year ago. But since that little run of like uh, West Brom away, Brentford at home, Leeds away, I don't feel that. I don't feel like we're gonna concede anymore when we when we go defensive. I feel like we can close things out. And stop teams getting chances, and that's yeah. exact, exactly what happened. I mean, what chances did Arsenal have in that second none, half? None. I mean, it's going to come to a time. Obviously, we're going to play like that, and we're going to concede, and everyone's going to be saying, "Why did we sit back?" Yeah, you know? of course. But, yeah. 
I do understand. I completely agree. I think I think there's things we can work on. Either the defensively, like it's it's solid as anything. You can't get any more solid as we're playing. I do think the out balls at times could have been a lot better in that first twenty minutes in particular. Hmm. I think there were there were times. I don't know if you saw Moose screaming at Baldock at one point. No, I uh, because he just hit basically an awful ball down the line for him to chase. And maybe it's because Moussa were knackered and he was shouting sort of, just pass it to me. You know, there's no need to mm. go as long as we're going here. Pass it to me. And I do think there's little moments where we concede possession a little bit too easily and we probably need to calm that down. But I'm being nit- I'm nitpicking that. You know, it's mm. a, it, it's it's worked so, so well. And it's not as if they'd last-ditch t- tackles. I said this about Everton game. We weren't, you know, last-minute headers or, you know, off the line and yeah. Henderson's pulling safe. It wasn't like the Brentford game, for instance. No. We went down to 10 men. And the Everton game was exactly the same. It's a way of playing. We're not we're not conceding possession because we can't get possession. That's just how we've decided to set up for that half. Yeah. And I think also, because we're not chasing promotion here, where it's like it's so important that we win basically every game... I'm kind of comfortable with these games where you know we we do just try and keep it tight and restrict teams. I mean, I definitely I'd like to see us, you know, I'd like to see us be more open and more attacking and stuff. But at the moment, you can't really argue with with the effectiveness. And even if we do end up getting you know stung in the last minute or something like that every yeah. now and again, it doesn't matter as much. Nice no, point. Yeah, I yeah. agree completely. I was saying this last night to my dad because he was saying that. You know, we can't keep... They keep coming back and, you know, it, it, we were trying to work out what to do, you know, like sort of what we'd do is... They, but then we were saying, like, if we'd have, like, put, say, another striker on or gone for it a bit more, we'd have been picked off easily by Arsenal. That's what they love, isn't it? So, mm. I think... And we were saying, would a draw realistically be a bad result? Before the 80th minute, even at that point, I was thinking, you know, if they scored, they score. It's still not an awful result. I'm not going to get too down about it. Mm. Obviously, past the 80th minute, that, that's when it starts feeling like drop points. But... Yeah, I, I, it's working. It is completely working. So, yeah, I don't want to change it, to be honest. Yeah, well, particularly for games like this against you yeah. know, a genuine yeah. top six team. Um, yeah, so that, that second half pattern, I mean, it was just so much side to side from Arsenal because we were basically forcing them to do that. I mean, uh, Gwen Doozy, 100 passes attempted in the game, 90 out of 100 completed, mm. but there were only two successful passes into the penalty box. Everything else was in that middle third. Um, Xhaka, if you look at like his pass map, it's basically the same, only actually slightly deeper. So they were just sort of shuttling it from side to side, and then yeah. you know across would get blocked, or we'd get a tackle in, and yeah, I, th- I thought all all our defenders, uh, you know, you include the midfield in that, were just just outstanding. I mean, you said it at the top, you like you can't really say anyone was less than a an eight out of ten. Probably the only yeah. one you could say was Henderson because he just didn't have yeah, much didn't to, do, but, to do. Yeah. But even then, you know, his handling was great. He came for crosses uh, constantly, just. Yeah, I thought um, I thought all the defense was brilliant. You know, just I think Stephen's got another nutmeg in, didn't he? He on did, the, yeah, in the first yeah. half. So yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know who it was. Which unlucky Arsenal player? You're gonna have, have a compilation of this soon. <laughs> of it, all it, really, <laughs> it really should, yeah. Um, but yeah, I did want to say, you know, it's not. Uh, it, it wasn't a siege from Arsenal in terms of uh, not only in terms of there being lots of shots because there weren't, but it, it wasn't just one way traffic either. We had a presence yeah. in the game and. I mean, I wouldn't say there were chances, but, you know, I think we came as close to scoring in that second half as, as they did. I mean... Definitely. Fleck I think had that a couple Fleck of... shot, for instance. I mean, I yeah. thought that were in. I was jumping, jumping up and down. Obviously, you were <laughs> behind the coach, so you might have seen it better than I did. But that was probably the closest either side come in the second half. 
Yeah, I think it was. Um, yeah, I, I've got a pretty good uh, good angle on that. Is it going into the side net? And so yeah. that wasn't one of the uh, half the ground thought it was in kind of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was another nice bit of football from us. I think you know work work that around uh, outside their area and then just laid it off a fleck and a, a great shot from twenty odd yards into the side net. And he, he had another. Yeah. Uh, which I think came from a quick free kick. Um, yeah, which was. It was a bit further out, and it, it was a good hit. It really swerved. I don't know if you've seen the the like the replay yeah, behind the, the goal. Yeah, I mean, I still think the keeper should have possibly done better. I know it did yeah. swerve and stuff, but you'd expect to keep it. I think they'd have been disappointed if McGoldrick could have tapped that in. But mm. he's got a good shot in flag. It's amazing he doesn't score more goals, really. It is, yeah. I mean, I guess it's just not getting into the box that much. But um, yeah, he has, you know, he has, he has looked like a threat. It's surprising he hasn't scored yet. I think, yeah, definitely. In this season. Um, but yeah, that was you know we kind of just closed the game out from there. I thought. I mean. One thing I did like was, uh, I think we just mentioned this earlier, actually, but we stayed, you know, we didn't totally drop everything back. So, you know, we brought a striker on for a striker in shop coming off a Moose So that was like, you know, try and keep the keep the shape just with some fresh legs. Yeah. Um, we did then take McGoldrick off for Freeman. So, yeah, obviously that's a, I mean, that's notionally a, a striker off and a midfielder on, but... McGoldrick was kind of dropping into midfield yeah. at that point anyway, so I, I, yeah. I didn't feel like that was appreciably a change to anything. Um, and then after that, we brought McBurney on for Norwood. So you know, you take I off thought your... that was a really important change because I was saying mm. that I think at that particular point there were pretty much no outball because for all Billy's quality, he's not an old up player and he's got no pace. So I did think we needed someone up there like McBurney just to run around. I mean, he didn't do much, but just to have another presence up there because I think that we were sort of, it were coming back a bit too often for me at that spell. So I think that was a really good substitution. Mm, you're going to get some angry tweets for saying uh, Sharps and Older well and he's got no pace. Oh, I know, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as bad as me inadvertently describing Curtis Woodhouse as a very small footballer yesterday on Twitter, which oh, really? I'm, I'm really uh, surprised. Yeah, I'm that, you door for that. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised and almost disappointed that nobody's uh, shocked me for that one. I was like, I was already preparing my excuses. I wonder whether <laughs> anyway, yeah, McBurney comes on with five minutes left. Um, he, he, you know, I think he did quite well actually as, as an outlet. Um, I think he won us a couple of free kicks yeah. and just as a, you know, he's a big, a big pest. Basically, this is what I'm saying. He, I, when I say he didn't do anything, I mean he didn't create. You know, he wasn't a, yeah, a threat, but just having him there as a presence running around in his style <laughs> caused like a few <laughs> issues. I think for Arsenal, he's given something else to think about, and he kept the ball. And I think the last when he went to injury time. I don't think they did anything, which I was expecting like a, at least a chance for them, like an onslaught to no. a possession at least. But I think for the last two or three minutes, we just completely saw it out. Yeah, there were some nice little flicks in midfield. I mean, Freeman was sort of dinking it around outside their box when he like mm. down in the corners. And uh, there's a lovely moment where Fleck sort of knocked it over one of their midfielders. I can't remember which one. I just sort of like... Yeah, just oh, basically yeah, yeah. left him behind. It was great to see as well. And yeah, I thought it was, um, you know, it was, a, it was a deserved win. I think almost the fact, as you say, that we weren't like really last-ditch tackles in, in injury time, it, it wasn't like a, a huge relief at full-time, you know what I mean? And it's, it's only yeah. like really today that it's kind of sinking in, like, yeah, we just beat Arsenal. Yeah, that's pretty good. We're, yeah, got, <laughs> yeah. got, got 12 points. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure as you've, you've already sent me the... Uh, the, the <laughs> Wednesday screenshots of how Arsenal aren't actually They're that amazing. good anymore anyway. Really adding to this season, I think. To <laughs> yeah, if anyone hasn't seen it, they're saying now that the top 10 of the Championship would all survive in the Premier League and if someone like Burnley went down, they would only get in the top six of the Championship. So the Championship is basically better than the Premiership. You heard it here first, just, uh, just without the massive revenue and, uh, <laughs> and the world-class yeah. players. 
Quick break to hear from one of our sponsors and let me hit you with a question. How does the offer of free beer sound to you? I know it sounds very good to me. Well, the good folk at Beer52 are offering just that to Blades Pod listeners. All you need to do is go to beer52.com slash bladespod, sign up, and cover just the £4.95 for postage, and they will send you a case of eight free beers. And these aren't just any beers. Beer52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting craft beers from the greatest small batch breweries the world has to offer. They are on a mission to find the best beers out there and deliver it to their members each and every month. So if, like me, you like trying something new when it comes to your beer, then Beer52 is absolutely for you. Beer52, don't hold you to ransom. You can leave at any time with no cost to you. Sign up today and get your free case of craft beer. Get it from beer52.com slash bladespod. That's the word beer, then the number's 52.com slash bladespod. Now back to the pod. Uh, so yeah, that that was that. Was that. A great win. Um, yeah, just such a... I, I almost feel like we needed it, you know? Like, it's been a bit... Um, well, we had the Watford game, didn't we? Which is a bit yeah. of a... I don't know. I mean, you and I both think that's quite a good point. I think um, it definitely looks it now. I mean, we've gone, I think we're nine points clear of them now, aren't we? Yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, is that right? How many have they got? They've got three points or two points? I think they've got have they got four. Oh, it might be, yeah. So I'll just bring that up. Yeah, because I, 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 I haven't really been looking at the table. Um, at no, all. me neither, but, to be fair. But, but then I did, I did see that, and I was like, wow, that's incredible. We're already eight points clear of eight. Is it eight points, sorry? It is eight. Yeah, yeah, they got yeah. F- sorry, no, 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 they got four, and we've got 12, so we're eight points clear of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is, is remarkable. Um, and the goal get- difference, that's what I'm thinking. The goal difference is uh, 18 different. <sighs> Yeah, uh, 17, yeah, yeah, minus 16 to 1 for us, which is... Oh, sorry, I can't add up, mate. Absurd. (laughs) Since three, so... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, 16 plus 1 and all that. Um, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think just over the weekend, you know, we had obviously the Bernie thing was a bit like, oh, come on, you know, what's happened there? Yeah. Um, And then the other results over the weekend were, I don't know, maybe they were all right, but like, you know, Watford getting a point at Spurs... Um, Norwich got a point, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, Southampton, I can't remember what they did. They drew. They got a point as well, away at Wolves. Yeah. Um, Villa, Another obviously. VAR were... masterclass for them. I think it's that seven goals this season that uh, they had choked off Southampton uh, against them. Yeah, something daft like that. Villa, yeah. obviously, uh, won again in the last minute as well. So it sort of felt like, oh, you know, we, we need... Well, I wouldn't say we needed something out of Arsenal, but it was like, it will... It'll feel like a bit of a bit of a downer if we don't get anything out of this game. Just the West Ham away next as well, obviously, because that's going to be a tough game. Obviously, whatever you, I know they're not in the best form at the moment, but yeah, you're you're looking like, well, where's the next win coming from? Yeah, West Ham away, Burnley at home, we're eighth at the moment, and then Spurs away, and who knows? Maybe Spurs will have figured it out by that point. So yeah, that's what I'm worried about. That Spurs, I think Spurs then Man U, isn't it? And I'm hoping that they're still in this sort of period of dirge that they're in at the moment, so we can mm-hmm. uh, take full advantage. I, I do fancy us against. Man United at home, if they're playing as they are, they did okay against Liverpool, but that's, that's almost like a derby game, isn't it? You can't really yeah. read too much into that. So I'm, I'm hoping that they don't sort of get stuff together by that point. Uh, I don't think they will. I don't think. Yeah, they get I don't think they've got season. the players to, to be completely honest. No, and they certainly don't have the manager to either. So uh-huh. no, I don't expect them to have it sorted out at any point this season. To be honest, unless yeah. they make some bold decisions. Um, and talking of the table, sorry, I think is that right now that we've played four out of the top six, five out of the top five. six. 
Yeah, so we yeah Liverpool, Leicester, Chelsea, Arsenal, Palace. That's that's uh, five of the top six we've played. The only other one is Man City. So mm-hmm. yeah, and um, you know you look at the other games. Um, tenth of Bournemouth, uh, so just below us. Yeah. And then you've got Everton and Southampton down in fifteenth and seventeenth. But I mean, yeah, that just shows it's not been um, it's not been a cakewalk of fixtures whatsoever. And yet oh. here we are looking looking quite pretty. I think. Um, yeah, so the the stats of the game, just to quickly check these off. Uh, expected goals was very even, 0.9 for us, 0.95 for <laughs> Arsenal. Um, most of that for both sides came down to those two chances, the Mousse goal and the Pepe chance. Uh, eight shots to nine in favour of Arsenal, one big chance each, um, and we both created seven chances. So, yeah, not not a game for <clears throat> massive attacking play, but I think the main thing there is, you know, it was an even game in terms of we went ahead, but then we didn't really concede many shots at all. So even though yeah. Arsenal were, you know, pressing and we were allowing them to come at us a bit, yeah, we we just defended so brilliantly. I mean, are there any uh, any players in particular you want to uh, you want to call out as? Um, as particularly impressive? Do you know what? It's really difficult. I was thinking after, like, what? who would I go for the man of the match? I've changed it about five times in my own mind. I think Fleck, Lundstrom and Norwood were fantastic last night. Mm. I think as a three, not just the work rate, they were really... I, th- I don't think Norwood misplaced the pass yesterday. I think as a defensive sort of midfielder, as, like, a someone who's... And we're obviously under the cosh. It's not really his sort of game, in a way. I thought he was really, really impressive. Fleck got booked after about 15 minutes and wasn't able to put those sort of tackles in that he likes. I thought he were really professional the way he went around that second half. Because I was thinking, like, maybe take him off. Because a lot of his game is aggression. Mm. And with my Dean in charge, you never know what's going to happen. And I thought Lundstrom, again, just sort of every single bit, looked every single bit a Premier League player. Obviously, all the credit will go to the defence, and rightly so. I thought those three were perfect, really. I don't think they did anything wrong. But I think that midfield three worked so hard and were really good on the ball and created what they could. Yeah, I uh, I think Fleck um, was probably my man of the match. I think. Yeah, I think I think, I, well, I think, I, I think it'd be, for me it'd be Fleck or Norwood for me. I think they're, yeah. they're two that stood out for me. Yeah, I mean we mentioned those two good long range shots and then you know nice bit of skill to knock it over a, a midfielder. Um, also, the most chances created out of all players on the pitch, which uh, with three, which when you you think about you know we were sitting off for most of the second half. That is pretty impressive to be able to do that over, you know, more than any of the Arsenal players managed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I, I love... I, talking of Fleck, I were on Twitter at half time, so obviously I don't have to worry about the Wi Fi not being in the game. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I, I saw someone tweet, oh, Fleck's not in the game, I think we should take him off. And I, I'm, I'm logging off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you can watch that game and actually think that, but anyway. Yeah. It's been really impressive. I mean, they're you know at this point with nine games in, and you know you have to say all of them are kind of making a case that they belong at this level. Definitely you know, not saying they're like upper echelon Premier League players, but right through the team, to me, there isn't like a weak link there anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, it, it's only really up front, I think, which is the you know the one area that we have rotated and we're trying different combinations, and you know for various reasons, fitness and form, you yeah. know, we're, cho- we're chopping and changing that, but. I think the other nine players, um, or, or ten if you want to include um, Freeman for the few games that he's played with, yeah. uh, in place of Fleck, I think all of them, I don't see a weak link there. I mean, obviously you can improve. We can always find you know, <laughs> ways to improve the team. That's how you, how you progress. But I don't, see a, I don't see a concern there at no. all, do you? I think it's the age-old story of uh, with the strikers as well. Any division you go in, Hmm. You're paying big money to get that 20 goals. So obviously the higher you go up, the harder it's going to become to yeah. get someone who's prolific. So 
I'm not surprised with the forward line not banging goals in left, right, and centre because I think it's incredibly hard to do in the Premier League. It's you know that's what people are going for eighty, ninety million. You know, like Pepe, I keep calling him Pele, and Pepe <laughs> goes for like seventy-two million or something like that. So. You know, I think that, yeah, I've got no faults with them at all. Every single player, those 12, as you mentioned, mm. I've all sort of, not none of them, have, for me, have gone below a 7 or 8 out of 10 up for the, the for the season, like in terms of consistency. Yeah, I think so. And you got John Lundstrom, the uh, the fantasy Premier League god. Yeah. Um, just racking Did you see, did you see Fantasy points. League tweet yesterday by any chance, last night? I didn't know. What was that? He said uh, results after the uh, bonus points after the, the night, the, uh, after the arsenal Sheffield United game. Then in brackets he said, uh, no, John Lundstrom didn't get any this time. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many, what percentage of teams is he in? I wonder if there's a way to see that. <laughs> I, I think there probably is. He's definitely in my team. Anybody who's taking it seriously absolutely has him in their team at this point. Yeah. He's only in 32% of teams, according to this, Um, which suggests that 67%, 67 67.3% of fantasy Premier League players have given up a long time ago. That's it, that's the sign, isn't it? There's only 32% left now actually going for it, so... Yeah, I'm I'm into the top 70 in the Blades Pod League, I'm I'm quite... That's that's quite good, by the way, there's like 400 people, I think. I wish I'd have gone in it now, actually, just to put (laughs) a bit of banter about that, but yeah, I gave up a couple of years ago, so I just completely sort of forgot to update my team and I had like an injured striker in there for weeks and I was just like yeah, alright forget it yeah that's fun. Um I thought Basham was really good I mean yeah, obviously it goes without saying all the defence was but um, I thought Basham was good last night as well I loved the I think it was actually the last moment of the game really before the full time whistle where he he won a goal kick didn't he did you see yeah. this he like kicked it off their man and then he sort of just roars in all directions like this sort of absolutely you know clenched fists kind of uh kind yeah. of gesture to be it honest i cheated then because obviously you couldn't see the uh the timer and obviously it had gone past the 95th minute mark by then so you knew mm. that uh, as soon as he I, mean, I don't think he kicked the ball anyway did he i don't think uh i think as soon as uh as soon as anderson took did, it, did just as soon as he kicked it yeah and i, yeah. I was cheering then because it was like that's it we've done it that's it yeah, that was uh, it was it was a great moment the Basham. Uh, yeah, it was up there with the one where he nipped in against Palace and nicked that away, and then as a as a fist pump to the crowd as well. But yeah, I, I love to see that. You know, the, he is probably the player that I think a lot of people maybe thought might be the weak link this season. Yeah. You know, the one the one area I think we talked about it as well. The one area that maybe we should be looking to try try and upgrade, I suppose. But yeah, he's 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 done well, and yeah, looks like he looks. I think like he he, even early in the season, people were wondering whether he was, you know, should be replacing with even Jagielka. So yeah, mm. fair play to him. He's come back massively in these past three or four games. I think. Yeah, I wondered if we were going to bring uh, somebody said this to me on Twitter actually. Uh, whether we we're going to bring Jags on for for Dino just as the ultimate troll move. Um, <laughs> right at the end. Not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, should we should we do our uh, our alternative man of the match? Are you ready for that yeah. one? Nice one. All right, so this is brought to you by the Demblades fanzine. Uh, it's the alternative man of the match. Lee Smuse was was the the man of the match last night because you know he scored the goal. He has to be man of the match. That works. Um, and we've already talked about some of the players that we think were more deserving of that accolade, but this is the alternative man of the match. Brought to you by Dim Blades, a uh, fanzine that tries to put some focus and special attention on things that deserve special attention, but don't always get it, with Sheffield United. Um, it is written, uh, edited, published by very dedicated, very talented Blades. And uh, yeah, this is the alternative man of the match, brought to you by them. So, uh, Andrew, who are you, who are you nominating this week? 
I'm going for a personal thing here. I, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Do you remember when I said we beat Everton when I wore my Columbia shirt? Mm. I've worn it again twice since, and the, the record so far with me in this Columbia shirt is 1-3, drawn 1. So I wore That's it again last good. night. Uh, as soon as I came in from work, swapped it, bang, straight onto Columbia shirt. So I'm going to go off on my Columbia shirt uh, <laughs> as an alternative man of the match because my mate says I'm like Homer Simpson now, I just wear the same clothes all the time because every time there's a United match and he sees me, I'm wearing my Columbia shirt. So, yeah, just, I'm wearing my Columbia shirt. <laughs> just love it. I've no idea, just seeing you wandering around town inexplicably in a Columbia shirt. I'm actually like wearing it for every event, like job interviews, you know, just sort of things that I need to look for. Wear my Columbia shirt. Yeah, just wear it under your suit and hope nobody notices. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's a very good nomination. Um, I am going for this week, uh, and, and I think a few people might, might have thought this, and we mentioned him already, but my nomination for, for Man of the Match is Mike Dean because he's the man that everybody loves to hate it seems uh, not least us famous for yeah. uh, sending off Jamie Jamie Ward it was Jamie Ward right in yeah, the Jamie uh, playoff Ward, final yeah. uh, failing to give us a pretty blatant penalty in that 2009 playoff final as well he has managed us since but he's, he's has managed us sorry uh, refereed us <laughs> since <laughs> well maybe oh, so that he's a manager that <laughs> Yeah, it's a, a bit of a Freudian slip there, to be honest, the way he uh, manages these games. Um, he's certainly a man for the spotlight, you know, his overdramatic decision-making, uh, occasionally joining in with uh, goal celebrations, it seems like, as well. There's some great, some great, very memeable um, clips of him doing that yeah. kind of thing. But He's I a very entertaining say, figure. I don't hate him anywhere near as much as I hate Graham Paul. No, well, that, that cut runs very deep, particularly with Arsenal uh, in mind. Um <laughs> But I've got to say, I thought he was absolutely brilliant as a referee last night. I thought mm-hmm. he got every decision correct. Um, and, you know, it, it was not a... The game flowed. It was not, um, you know, not a game where we were... He was sort of giving a, a free kick for every challenge. I mean, yeah, there's a couple in the first half. Um, it might have been Lund- uh, Baldock, I think, sliding in on... Um, I think it was Gwendozy, and yeah, you know, he, he went mean, yeah. sort of went through the back of him, but didn't actually catch him. If you know what I mean, but it's the sort of thing where the it wins the ball and the player goes down, and nine times out of ten, a free kick is given. Yeah. He got the he got the dive absolutely spot on. Uh, he also booked McGoldrick for diving, which was a correct decision in the second half as well. Um, and yeah, I just thought he was he was absolutely bang on. I mean it. I don't want any uh, anyone to think uh, you know I'm giving the referee the man of the match because he gave us the game or anything like that. Yeah. I just thought. I you think know, it was you... just unexpected because we were all yes. worried, and he actually probably the best refereeing performance we've seen this season. I agree. Yes. So um, yeah, he's he's my uh, he's my nominee. And as much as I like your your Columbia shirt take, yeah. I think I think if we can uh, you know give give Mike Dean some praise in uh, in anticipation that he might referee us again in the yep. not too distant future, then I think everyone that's... sweet him that we've given this man of the match. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Um, so yeah, Mike Dean, congrats! You are the Demblades alternative man of the match. Um, pick up your copy of the fanzine from Demblades.co.uk. Um, I think there's still some left. I've been reading through this this uh, this issue of the quarterly myself, which came last week. Very entertaining. Uh, you've obviously got something in there as well, Andrew. Do you want to just quickly tell people what that is? Yeah, it's just a, um, what Wednesday fans really think. So when you're reading all this nonsense about how poor United are, they don't really think that. So I'll explain why what they're, what they're actually thinking. Um, but yeah, you've got an interview in there as well, haven't you? 
Oh, I have. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah, it's you... all that blades pod, all things blades pod. So yes, if you want to know. Uh, yeah, it's how... another great one as well because like the illustrations are. Abs- I'm always blown away by them. To be fair, it's really, really well put together. Yeah, no, they are really good. Um, they are looking for illustrators for the uh, uh, the next issue, actually, which is um, basically involves drawing player portraits, and I don't think they're. I think I think the the lower quality the better is almost almost the angle that they're taking on that. So if you if you're interested in uh, in drawing a player and getting it in the next issue, um, email them at I think it's hello at denblades.co.uk. Um, but yeah, there we go. All right, let's let's quickly just wrap up by. Um, well, actually, is there anything else you want to just mention from the Arsenal game before we just move on to a bigger picture? I could stuff? talk about it all day, but <laughs> <laughs> I do. But I, I pretty much covered everything there. Yeah, I think I might have to go and uh, just find it on uh, Sky Sports Premier I'm watching it now, like. actually. Right? It's on in the background as we're speaking. So. I've What's still got it on Arsenal on the attack at the moment, but I don't think anything happens. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have, to, might have to put it on later on. Um, now, I tweeted this last night, and then I was like, uh, I, I sort of didn't post it, because I thought it's a bit, of a bit of a downer of a perspective, you know, we're just beating Arsenal and stuff. But, like, we're ninth in the Premier League, um, but I kind of, I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to feel, but I'll tell you how I'm feeling, which yeah. is like, I'm not really paying attention to that. I, in my head, we're not, I'm not thinking, right, we're a top half Premier League team. No, well, let's, let's try and push into the Europa League place yeah. or anything like that. I, I probably won't even really look at, or obviously I'll look at the table, but I won't really put much stock in league positions till like March or something like that. Yeah, all, I'm, all I'm bothered about is how many points we've got and how many games we've played. And we've got twelve from nine, and yeah, we're we're trending in the right direction. I think. I mean, you look at as you say, we talked about um, having played those games against the top six. We have got some tough games coming up, of course, but we, you know, every one of these wins, it's just like it's just building as a bit of a buffer, isn't it? I mean, yeah, got unexpected win at Everton. You know, going on Bucky's odds, unexpected win last night against Arsenal. I know we said you know we kind of fancied it a little bit, but yeah, it's just it, it's building in that buffer for when we drop points at home to Southampton when we don't beat bottom of the table Watford, yeah. that kind of thing. It's um, one of those leagues, isn't it, where like sort of other than the top two, you wouldn't be that surprised at picking up a point anywhere. No. I don't think so at all. I mean this is the thing with Arsenal being third beforehand. I mean Yeah. Are they better than us over the season? Yeah, absolutely. But in a one off game, mm, I dunno. Even you know, even going away to a team like Arsenal or Leicester or even, you know, Spurs in a couple of weeks, like you got to think we can get something. Yeah. I mean, is... don't get me wrong, still, there is going to be a battering on the way still, and I hope people don't lose their heads when that does happen, because it's going to happen. It's, it's probably happened to every team this season other than the top top four or five, but I think we can go anywhere and get something. Yeah, and, you know, we only need to get probably 40 of those things to uh, to stay up. I mean, we're... You know, I said before the season, we probably need to win 10 or 11 games, I think it was, or 10 or 12 games, so whichever, yeah. whichever you want to spin that... We've won three, so we're already like a third or a quarter of the way there, which put you know it, it's a good position to be in. I think again when you look at who we've played as well, and now we get to West Ham, who I think are a, a, a pretty lively team. I think, yeah. but I also think they're probably the most mid-table team in the entire league in terms yeah, of you know, yeah, they're going to go and basically get completely outplayed by Everton, who've, who've been struggling for weeks, but. They'll also give a good game to you know teams like Chelsea or or whoever that, that go to uh, Olympic Stadium. So yeah. yeah, that's another one where we can feel like we can good, get I mean, like I say, I'm not looking at the league. Um, although I did clock yesterday that because of the games on, you know, because it's Europa League, isn't it this week? Oh yeah. So it's a lot, a lot of Sunday games. If we beat West Ham, we go 
sixth, fifth. Is that right? Mm, we could go I'm, fifth. Yeah. We'd go above Arsenal. Yeah, into fifth. Yeah. <laughs> so. That just yeah. So not that I'm looking at it. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously <laughs> not. Um, well, the other one, the, the the other one I did look at was the fact we are currently uh, one, two, three, four, five places above Manchester United in the Premier League table. We're the best after United in the country. Damn right. Yep. Cementing our status. I love yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah. The, my, my overall point was like, you know, give it a couple of weeks, we could be seventeenth or yeah, you know, maybe even lower. But at that point, it just you know things can just. Flip so quickly, you know. I mean, so people are going on about Palace, obviously. We're actually only two points off Palace now, and they've got a horrendous run of games coming up. So mm. they're going to lose a couple, and people are going to be saying, Wow, they're back in it. I think Villa's next three, I think they've got Liverpool and Southampton in the next uh, three. Sorry, Liverpool, sorry, that Liverpool and Man City. I don't know why I said Southampton. Liverpool <laughs> and Man City in the next uh, three games. They so have, you yeah. imagine they're going to, you know, it's it's always going to change. It's too close. Look at us last night. We could have gone, we've gone from 16th, was it, or 15th to, to 9th in one yeah, week. So half, yeah. you can't look too much at it. But yeah, I'm just looking now. If you look at Palace's games, for instance, they've got Arsenal, Leicester, Chelsea, Liverpool, the next four. Oof, that's a that's a rough run. Having yeah, so you imagine they're going to drop a few points and then we could go above them and then again, their start don't look as good as it did a couple of weeks ago. So it's all yeah. way too early. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying don't enjoy the moment because I, I've got to tell you, I'm absolutely enjoying the moment. But yeah, I'm, I'm also not like, yes, Europa League, here we come, we're the greatest, yeah. this kind of thing, you know, keep... Uh, I still yeah. take fourth bottom, I would, really would. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would as well. I don't think that's, I mean, we're only four points off that as it stands, you know, that's yeah. four, bloody hell, yeah, that's ridiculous, isn't it? So from seventh to the relegation zone, it's four points. Yep. There's about 200 teams on 12 points. So. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Um, speaking of 12 points, that means Derby's record is yeah. uh, is safe for yet another season. So, you know, all those uh, all those people saying, oh, you, you're going to go down with an even worse points total than Derby did. Well, yeah. you're wrong, just like we told you you would be. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else about the, the state of the league. Oh, yeah, I guess... You know, one thing, and I'm being a bit critical, hypercritical here, I think, but, um, you know, last night didn't really answer any questions for me about our chance creation uh, and our attacking. So, you know, there is some game state uh, factor to take into that because obviously, as I said, as we talked about, you know, we we had a lead and we protected it very successfully, um, but we did only take one shot before the goal. Um, which against Arsenal, who I think are the, I think before the game, they concede more shots than anyone else in the Premier League, or they're certainly in the top three for that. That was a little, I don't know if disappointing is a fair thing to say, but a bit surprising. I, I thought we would have far more shots than we did. I just think it's the way that we we set up the second half rather than anything else. I, that's what I'd like to hope anyway. I don't think it was a mm. case of, I think if we, we if we wanted to, we could have probably caused them more problems but also conceded much more chances at, at our end and obviously you've got that goal lead something to hang on to like mm. you say I don't think it's conclusive either way about whether we're still struggling in that area or not yeah I thought it was it, it, I mean you hear Wilder's interviews on Sky Sports about that he talked quite um, quite openly about well about playing more open and, and you know the shape of the team yeah. did you catch this? 
I, did, I saw he, a very little bit of it. Yeah, I didn't see it all, to be fair. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, he was he was uh, talking specifically about how you know we used to play two in midfield with a ten uh, in the championship, but we knew going into the Premier League that you know we can't do that. So we've put an extra man in midfield, and we know that's. I'm paraphrasing it, but you know, yeah. he, um, we, we know that that sacrifices a bit of our attack, but it's also necessary, you know, given the quality of teams that we're going up against. And yeah, I thought that was that was interesting off the back of what we talked about a couple of weeks ago of like, you know, oh, midfield three is like it is a big uh, a big reason why we're so good defensively, but also not creating that many chances. But it looks like it's, uh, yeah, well, I mean, the results speak for themselves, yeah. kind of, at this point. Well, like I said last week, until it stops working, I'm not going to knock it too much, the flat three or anything like that. There's, well, against Watford and stuff, you do think maybe if we'd have played a number 10 or whatever, but we didn't lose that game. And now we've got an eight-point, pretty much nine-point with a goal difference sort of gap yeah. on them, which is incredible at this stage. Nine games and having a nine-point gap over someone is, you know, yeah. for the team who's expected to be in a relegation battle, I, I think it's, it's working fine so far. Yeah. Um, so after nine games, uh, cumulative expected goals for the season is less than ten. We scored eight goals, which is seventeenth. So you know, you look at that was seventeenth best attack in the league, mm. which is you know we'd obviously want that to be a lot higher. But I think you can be you can still be successful with that if uh, if your defence is good, which as is. Yeah. Um, Leicester currently have the nineteenth highest xG in the league. They've they are running at less than nine expected goals, which is. Very surprising, I think, because you know they're a popular pick for top six, and they probably yeah. will finish in the top six. But that just shows they're marrying up a you know a pretty well, literally a, a poor attack, you know, or in terms of creating chances anyway, yeah. with a really strong defence, and that's that's what we're doing to a sort of lesser extent. They won the league like. with very similar things. I'm not saying we're going to win the league, by the way. But yeah, I mean, they did, I don't remember them blitzing teams four or five nil the, the year they won the the Premier League. It was based on that. Solid back two, mainly of Hooth and uh, Morgan, and then drink water in front of them. So yeah, yeah, I think I'm not too worried at the moment. I will be if we start conceding and not scoring, but yeah. that's for another day, isn't it? It is. We we should be conceding more um, based on yeah. chances that have had against us. But even if you take that into account, it's still a mid-table defence, which is a good platform so yeah I'm uh, yeah, it's not gonna keep, we're not going to keep we're not going to end the season with the best defensive record in the league I think everyone's aware yeah, of that definitely. but yeah. like, as you say we've given ourselves a massively good platform to build on and though games like last night they're going to stick in the memory like I said about the Brentford game last season and how it could help us and the Leeds game last season how it, how it could help us this season I think that's proved to be true yeah I think so. Yeah, it's a good uh, another another good memory in, uh, in what's shaping up to be a nice season so far. Yeah, um, and we're no longer the favourites for relegation either. I'll check this out. We're not even the bottom three anymore, are we? No, nope, I think we're six favourites for relegation. You get the same odds on us as, uh, as Southampton now. So mm. yeah, they're they're beginning to believe in the blades, which is uh, is nice to see. It's nice to see the credit. I mean, I know a lot of people don't care about what the media says, and I understand that. But it is always nice when you get people who are. The standing in the game of Jamie Carragher, for instance, talking about how good we are, and then you, you, you turn on sort of ridiculous stations like TalkSport, and even they're saying, no, Sheffield United were good last night. You know, it does sort of mm. add to that bit of pride, I think, that you've got already, because it's about proving people wrong, isn't it, more than anything else with the in the punditry side of things. Yeah, I think, I think that has become a, a thing of modern fandom, hasn't it, with the, you know, with social media and stuff, there is a lot of... You know, save all those terrible takes and uh, stick yeah. them to the wall, or, or come back to them later. The the great one I've I've enjoyed seeing return 
uh, overnight was uh, I think it's Matthew Stanger who writes for I think he used to write for the Times. He's now he's like head of football at Joe.co.uk and okay. I don't know. If, I don't. You probably saw the tweet um, from the summer, which is some essentially said, um, you know, it's only July or whatever, and oh. already and already safely say that ten million for Lise Mousse, who scored three goals in fifty-eight games, is already the worst signing of the season. Yeah, and uh, unsurprisingly, that one's been bouncing back up uh, into people's timelines overnight. I but well, I don't understand. I mean, I know they do it to create content and stuff, but it's to sh- how sure these people are with knowing yes. nothing about what they're talking about. I don't know nothing about League Two football. I won't sit here and say Plymouth have had it this year. You know, <laughs> I just it's that sort of sort of so confident in their own opinions. Yeah, to be fair to him, he's. Uh, I saw in the replies, he is. Uh, he is owning it as. Uh, you know, oops. <laughs> that yeah, was, yeah, that was a bad call. It turns out. Um, yeah, so fair enough. At least he's not deleted it or uh, or sort of doubled down or anything. But yeah. yeah, no, you're right. So yeah, great, great night at Bromwell Lane. Um, yeah, so so good to get another another win as well. And yeah, we're we're knocking off some fairly decent teams in uh, in our last couple of wins with Everton as well. I know they're like fifteenth or something, but I mean they're not going to finish fifteenth, are they? They're going to be nah, twelfth. I would have thought. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, on we go. A uh, first taste of uh, of Monday night, the Monday night football experience with the with the light show as well, which you will have missed, I guess, if you. Missed I did. I've, I've seen it back. <laughs> 10 seconds and then turned it off. Uh, I saw a little bit of it when we went to the Sunderland game actually, because. Oh yeah, a little bit there, didn't they? As well, I could see it from the outside as we were queuing to get in. But yeah, yeah. don't really it... interest me to be honest. <laughs> no, not usually. But uh, there we go. Um, yeah, on to West Ham then, and uh, yeah, uh, should be another another intriguing game and another one that we can uh, you know go into feeling like we can get some out of. Not least because we are above them in the table after all. So, I was, you reckon Moose will start because obviously he came off looking shattered. I wonder, do you think it'd be, the turnaround would be too quick, or do you think he'll? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good show. I hadn't really thought about that. Um, I think I think he'd want him to start. I think. Yeah, I, think... I, I like I like the look of that combo, even if it wasn't you know super dominant or anything. Yeah. And then uh, I mean, yeah, I think I think Wilder actually said you know Sharp was really close to starting this game himself, um, which again I'm not going to be averse at all to seeing uh, seeing him start a game. I thought he, he really did do well when he came on as well as he has done. Basically every appearance. So I mean, it's far, easy you know. to say work rate, but it means a lot in games like that when you're mm. hassling the strikers as much. He didn't get obviously he had no service in terms of an attacking sense, not much anyway. But just hassling and harrying and running around, you knew what you're going to get from him, and I think that's what we needed at that point. Yeah, and it lifts the crowd as well, particularly when he's doing it. As when he comes on and immediately, you know, even if all he's doing is like chasing down someone and making them kick it long, yeah, you know, it just lifts everyone. And in a game like this where we're protecting a lead where it's going to be a, a bit of a coup if we pull it off yeah everything like that yeah. really adds up I think and I still believe that he's playing the best football of his career that I've seen uh, even when he was banging him in for Doncaster Rovers as an all round game mm. and as a clever player I still think he's got a lot to offer I think he said at the beginning of the season I wouldn't be surprised mm. at all if he gets five goals this year no not not in the slightest so yeah interesting to see uh, interesting to see who starts up top at West Ham uh, Hunch would be it'll be the same team I suppose it's a what is it five day turnaround? Yeah, he should be okay. I mean, he, I think he was limping a little bit when he came off, but I imagine that's probably just cramp or something like that from obviously not playing. But yeah, 
Let's see. Nice one. All right, mate. Let's uh, let's wrap it up there then. Uh, where can people check out check out your content? It's at roysviewfrom.com. I, I would suggest people check out the Arsenal ones. I think it's one of my favourite ones that I've done. Um, and uh, or follow me on Twitter at Panchero. Good man. And you've got. Are you working on a, a new a view from the neutral? Yeah, I'm going out tonight, but I'll uh, I'll I'm off tomorrow, so I'll probably get to work on that. It takes a while, to be fair. I'll try and get a neutral view from every single premiership premiership club of oh. that game last night so uh bear with me i'll try and get it up for wednesday if not thursday just as an extra bit of content so yeah sounds like a mammoth undertaking but always always i wasn't gonna do it to be honest i was just looking myself last night about what other fans were saying and i thought i'll just make a good post because there's quite a lot of complimentary stuff and then a lot of sort of the, it's weird the teams around us your norwiches and your villas who you expect to be around us anyway Quite sort of derogatory in a way, and then the teams are at the top are saying the good side the Sheffield United team, and I suppose it's hmm. because they don't really see us as challengers, so they can see us in a more, you know, in a less sort of biased light. So, hmm. interesting. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that, mate. Um, all right, let's uh, let's leave it there then. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining me as always. For thank you for taking the time, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up after West Ham. Yeah, man, can't wait. Nice one. Speak to you later. See you later.